Knoxville Game Design, December 2017, Ludum Dare 40 Entries, with Dylan Wolf and Levi D. Smith. Hello everyone, welcome to the December 2017 meeting of Knoxville Game Design. We are developers in the Knoxville and East Tennessee area. We develop games for fun and also sometimes develop games for profit. Uh, currently we just have uh, myself and Dylan Wolf on today. Hi. So, uh, last weekend we had a meetup at Panera Bread for the Ludum Dare 40 kickoff. It's the 40th edition of Ludum Dare. Um, us here in Knoxville, the game design, we've been doing it since around the middle of 2013. So, the theme for this game jam was uh, the more you have, the worse it is. Uh, so let's see if I can go ahead and uh, share out the screen here. Share my screen. And let's pull up Ludum Dare. LDJam.com. So at our Ludum Dare kickoff, we had four people show up. We had Dylan, myself. Uh, Jeffrey and Jacob, and we, as far as I'm aware, we had three games submitted. Uh, myself, Dylan, and Jacob all created games. So, uh, in this episode of the Knoxville Game Design Podcast, we're going to be showing off some of the these games that we created. So, I guess I'll go ahead and hand it over to you, Dylan, if you would like to go ahead and show off your uh, Ludum Dari game. All right. Uh, let me uh, switch over to you and stop screen sharing. Okay. So uh, my game is a um, an idle clicker called WizCorp. So the idea is you've got these different uh, different resources, like you're mining crystals and then you're processing them and then you're crafting them into magical items and then you're selling them. It's you know fantasy, fantasy world type of thing. The idea is it, it basically works like your standard idle clicker where you can, you know, uh, click to gain a resource. And um, eventually, you know, and then as you, as you process resources, you gain money. And then you can use those uh, resources to buy upgrades, which will um, automatically uh, collect. Uh, the resource for you. Uh, the trick is, and you can see here. Oh, I'm not seeing more... your screen, Dylan. Are you? Oh crap! Sharing? Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I. All right. So. Um... Okay. Yeah. See you now. <laughs> so you can see here um, as you. Um, as you allow a resource to uh, to collect, it uh, it slows down uh, how often the uh, auto clickers tick. So, for example, let's see. Like I've got I've got this resource here in the red. This is an orange, and so I'm going slower than, and I actually kind of did this the wrong way 
just as a demo. Um, so the idea is you um, you can kind of build a an engine that will uh, keep generating uh, money for you, and then you know reinvest that money uh, to uh, to create your auto clickers. Um, the way it's designed, your upgrades to mining have um, like huge increases. You know, processing has slightly uh, low, less efficient increases. Crafting has less efficient increases than processing. Selling has less less efficient resources than crafting. So, it sort of forces you into that situation of um, you know, the more you have, the worse it is. Uh, it's not. It's not really well. Uh, like I, I didn't. I didn't sit down and plan out the the progressions real well. So it has some issues, and you kind of hit uh, in game really quickly if you if you know what you're doing. Um, but that's basically it. Uh, a couple of the neat things I I did in this one is. Um, I remember when Mike did an, an idle clicker several um days ago. Yeah, Mike Neil did uh, Click for Dragons. It was kind of like yeah. an RPG clicker style game. Yeah. The way clicker games work, as I understand it, is like you can get really large numbers. Eventually, um, you know, like you'll hit a thousand, you'll hit a million. You know, I've, I. Like before, before the meeting, I was playing around with, it and I got up to a billion. A well, billion oh, I, I tried to get to a billion. I think I got to forty or fifty million. That's as far as I got. And my yeah. screen was just like full of little guys working all over the place. Yeah, like because because the upgrades stop at a certain point. Trying to get past that means you just have to keep hiring like level four workers. Um, the trick is if you're using like long ints or longs or something in unity, eventually they'll roll over. Oh. Like there's a maximum point at which you can, um, you know, like it's like 32 million it. or something like that. Yeah. Depending on whether you're using, I don't know if uh, C sharp has signed and unsigned. I think you can like double the amount by using an unsigned integer. It does. There's some tricky things about how that works. Um, I know for a while I was using unsigned longs, and then I was like, well, actually, I want to be able to subtract values, so I have to just use regular longs. Um, what I should have done, and I actually wrote a class that um, stores a number as an array of longs. So the first one is the ones place. The second one is the thousands place. The third one is, uh, I guess, the millions place and so on. Uh, that makes it really easy to format. Like, for example, if you know you hit a thousand, it'll automatically format it as 1K instead of writing out the whole huge number. Um, 
the the trick is in places I'm still using longs. So, like for example, there's a limit to there's a limit to the amount of a resource you can generate per tick. I was wondering if there was a limit on how many workers I could get. Cause I remember I kept like buying sellers and it looked like it's totally full and it gets to the point. I really couldn't tell if I was contributing anymore by hiring more people. That, yeah, that was kind of an issue I ran into where I capped the number at a hundred per uh, step. Oh, okay. You know, even though like you can keep buying after that, but it caps the number that gets generated at a hundred because at some point it's just going to be, you know, like a ton of sprites on the screen and exactly. (laughs) It's not going to matter. But yeah, it was just one of those things that I, I was kind of interested in playing around with it. I was, a lot of this was just like, I was really interested in the idea of like creating that large number class that uh, could be used to track numbers larger than a long so yeah that's something we all 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 gotta watch out for there (laughs) making ints too big or making numbers too big that will fit in an int but yeah yeah, i really like it uh i like how you have the four stage process it reminded me a lot i think i posted this in the comments of like my industrial engineering classes or at least the lean manufacturing class where you got these push and pull processes. So you get this log jam if one part isn't working right. So you got to like give attention to that one step in the process. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of the point. Like, you know, if you get, um, I guess an, an example here, like you can, you can keep, clicking to kind of even out the process because essentially what uh, what clicking the button does is just it ticks that uh, particular uh, resource. Uh, so, like, you get the full benefit of whatever upgrades you have. <laughs> so it manually yeah, that, ticks on its own at a set period, but clicking kind of speeds it up there. <laughs> Yeah. For whatever step that is. So that was all, all I really wanted to do with that one was just like try making an idle clicker game. The other thing I did is all of this is done with the exception of the sprites, uh, the animated sprites. All of this is done in unity UI. Oh, okay. So like, this is just like, I've got a container panel or a, yeah, container panel here that I'm changing the offset of. It's it's not really a UI that works. Like if I if I put this in a different aspect ratio, it wouldn't work right. Like it wouldn't work, look right. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, that was one of the things I I made a point of of messing around with. Um, yeah, for those who may be listening out there, Dylan has like these tabs on the left side of the screen and you click on the tab, it says higher and it just pops it out a little menu where you can like click one of four levels of workers for each type. So it looks pretty slick. I mean, you just click it and it pops out. The one thing, I mean, it's really not horrible or anything, but uh, I kind of wish that the 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 menu would go back in after I click. But then as I started playing a little bit later, I was like, okay, if I want to buy multiple people, then it's kind of good to go ahead and have that already out there. But it's- 
yeah, from a usability standpoint, it's probably not the greatest thing. Um, but I mean, it, it does what I was trying to get it to do. Yeah, because th- um, things like this you don't want on the screen all the time. You don't want the purchase stuff on the screen all the time. So it's nice how it pops in and pops out like that. And it's very, very responsive there. Um, I like your, uh, your uh, bars for each of the different uh, uh, steps in the process. So Dylan has like mining. The four steps are mining, processing, crafting, and selling. And for each of these, you have a bar. And it increases, I think, as you near the limit, like the maximum output. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it no, what the bar, the bar tells you, uh, I guess I'm trying to think of how to explain it. So you have a maximum amount of that resource you can have stored up. Or no, you don't have a maximum amount, but... If you hit this first marker on the bar, mm-hmm. it slows down to like your your ticks slow by seventy five percent. Oh, okay. If you hit the second marker, it's like twenty five percent or fifty percent, and if you hit the end here, it's it slows down to by twenty five percent. And these oh. are cumulative. So yeah. here I've got like twenty five, and I guess another twenty five here or fifty fifty percent here. So I guess the overall objective is to try to keep all the bars green. That way everybody's working at their optimal work rate. And, yeah. And you, you you can make it green by either clicking that's or I guess you click the next stage, or you can buy more workers in the following stage, and then that will start pulling the resources from the previous stage into the ne- next stage, from what I understand. Yeah, so like here, if I level up crafting... Or my craft, I, like I've, I'm clearing out the uh, the crystals, and that that was kind of part of the theme of the game of like, well, you know, it's some sort of magical effect that you know hurts you if you if you uh, store too many of them. Exactly. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, and yeah, you earn coins. So, and then you also have the ability to upgrade your storage. Uh, yeah. So, like, if I hit that. Well, 1.9 million is greater than the next level of storage, but yeah, like you'll see the bars suddenly shrink down because now you can store more before you start hitting penalties. So is that storage for uh, your coins or for your resources? It's for your resources. Oh, like okay. I, I, I actually came up with a bunch of different like names and stuff for this, and then I was like. I'm never going to, like, I'm not going to be able to draw all those sprites in a weekend. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll just, we'll just kind of abstract them out. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. I like the transparency effect that you have uh, behind the bars and all your resources. So that makes that really stand out. And I think it's like a good, very good uh, educational lesson. And just like, I don't, know, I don't know if it's called value stream mapping or just, workflows things like that i mean definitely be applied to many different scenarios yeah i'm not i'm not familiar with the actual like theory behind all of it but i know i've played games i feel like i've played board games and stuff that kind of work like this where you have to have you know a very streamlined process and just in general like if you do any 
software development or whatever, that's like you're going to run into this where, you know, <laughs> you have bottlenecks. Yeah. So that's Very pretty cool. Pretty much it. Okay. I'm going to back over to you. Yeah. I'm going to take control here. Then I'm going to show off uh, Jacob's game. Uh, share screen. Share. And I have not played this at all, I'll admit. So this will be my uh, true, honest first reaction <laughs> to this game. So let's see here. Uh, I think I'm sharing. Yeah, there we go. So this is called Boom. Okay, let me pull up the page. Um, so by the way, Dylan's game was WizCorp. You can find it on ldjam.com. All these games are on ldjam.com. Um, and you can find out more about what Dylan used and, and the description and all that and the descriptions for all of our games. Uh, and he's Dylan-Wolf on uh, ludumdareldjam.com. So J Jacob is Jacob Turn on the Ludum Dare website. And currently there's a small issue that we, Dylan and I, debugged with the URL <laughs> for his game. Uh, one of the letters needs to be replaced or switched. Uh, so I downloaded that. I'm going to try to run it. Uh, Jacob, he typically uses Game Maker. I think that's what he always uses. Yeah, I don't know what to use this time around because I think it might be 3D. Yeah, I saw that in the screenshots. I know Unit or not Unity, uh, Game Maker does have a 3D mode, but it's fairly simplistic. Um, so when I extracted the file, oh yeah, Game Maker Studio, it kind of looked like it had the um, Game Maker logo. So this is weird. The uh, <laughs> uh, this window screen ratio here, and I can't modify this. Oh, that's interesting. That must be a monster or something. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> it almost looks like it's double the width of the, you know, like the height of the screen. Like, yeah. Um, so, oh, I use arrow keys. So, wow. So I can move forward with up and backwards with the down key. The Left turn and right turn are a little bit awkward. It's okay. So it looks like there's th these big ghosts that are chasing you, kind of like the ghost in Pac-Man. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you die, but it seems like the ghost can block you because the first time that I played... Oh, that's pretty cool. So you get to the egg. Oh, there's a little night guy here. Huh. I don't know if he's helping me or if he's just like an NPC there. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. So if the uh, ghost hit you enough, then you die. Uh, that's an improvement uh, in some of Jacob's previous games where you kind of just keep going on. So he definitely has like health built into this. Uh, unfortunately, you can't actually see how much health you have, as far as I can tell. And the ghosts block you very quickly, so it's kind of hard to get out from around them. Okay, go, 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 go! <laughs> uh, 
I think you have health. Maybe if you just... The, just the description says your health and ammo are one and the same. Due to this, your health has weight, so be wary. Oh, okay. Oh, the knights kill you too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's like items you can pick. Oh, no, I already died again. <laughs> um... It would be nice to know how much health that I have here. But yeah, this definitely, uh, this is Jacob's first 3D game. So he's just now getting into the 3D, 3D using Game Maker. Yeah. Um, I wonder if, no, I guess we are seeing the full image. Like, I wonder if the aspect ratio, you know, affects anything. Yeah, because I can't maximize, I can't change the window size. Maybe you're missing something that's supposed to be on the page, or on the screen. Yeah, I didn't, I'll admit I didn't read the uh, <laughs> instructions. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Boom is a first-person shooter about an average Tuesday night for the lower middle-class life of a soul collector. <laughs> your, your goal is to find the devourer of souls and defeat him for the... Was that 10,000th time? Yeah. Up key is forward. Down key is backwards. A is turn left. D is turn right. Oh, X is attack. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, your health and ammo are one and the same. Due to this, your health has weight, so be wary. I can't compile to HTML5 due to visual movement glitches. Okay, see if I can attack. Oh, there's. Oh, he's got a little attacker. Am I shooting? They're kind of like running away. Oh, and that may... Is that a health pickup? So there's like these little blue blobs, uh, which I think are maybe your ammo ammo pickups. So I'm kind of unsure if I'm shooting these guys. It kind of looks like I'm shooting. Yeah. Looks like that Starfield... Like, that was the exit to the previous level, so maybe, uh... Yeah, that's the exit right there. Yeah, unless you... Maybe... Did I miss it and you turned around? Yeah, I think I died by the knights, so the knights okay. are evil. But I don't think I can kill the knights. I don't think. So I just need to get past him. He's kind of, like, invincible there. Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> he keeps packing up. <laughs> He's like playing goalie here. Okay. Oh, wow. There. Look at this. Okay. <laughs> We're kind of like in the fire world now. This is pretty cool. I like it. Yes, yeah, so I'm pretty sure that the knights hurt you. Oh, I can't shoot the fire guys. It's kinda, they kind of look like the fry guys from Super Mario Brothers or the fry guy. Oh, balls. yeah. Um, but yeah, the knights hurt you, but and you can't shoot them. But. All I saw was the like fire, and I was like, okay, that's <laughs> that's getting tough. It's kind of like Doom here, if you can imagine Doom Two. Yeah, that might be the last level. I can't get so there's a star field in this level too. So the third level. But it doesn't take me anywhere. The shooting seems to be a little bit strange. It's like when I turn to the right... Oh, I died again. Maybe if you stay in the fire world for too long, you burn up or something. 
Although, if your health and ammo are the same, uh, I would assume that you could kill yourself by um, oh shooting some you know, like shooting too much. That's a good point. That's just that's just the assumption I made, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like you're saying, because of this aspect ratio, am I missing like an on-screen health meter or something? Um, I don't know if there's like some way I could configure this to make it like 16 by 9 or something. Because this looks like it's like 1600 by 9 or something, the width of it. Yeah, I feel like this is a case where it's hard to, and, and neither of us have played it. So it's like we're doing this live, essentially. Exactly. Um, but you know, doing doing a game that anyone does in a weekend, like you you need some sort of developer commentary there to uh, explain yeah, what's going on for a forty-eight hour game. Oh, so it looks like I actually made it through that one because now it looks like I'm back in the. I thought I was back in the previous level. It has this th- uh, the same aesthetics. Yeah, uh, with the green, but there's obviously different enemies because there's the fry guys, and the there's two different colors of knights in this game. Um, there's like the regular green knight, then there's another knight that looks like he's, I don't know, he's neon type colors, like pinky, pinkish, or pink outline. Can you use the mouse at all to turn? Uh, no, no, mouse isn't doing okay. Anything. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's that seems like that would give you a little more control. Yeah. Um, my only complaint is uh, the turning. You have to. Yeah. You have to press the arrow key each time, which is okay, but uh, it definitely makes it hard to shoot. Yeah. Right. Seems like seems like you're having problems trying to aim. Yeah, it'd be nice if there's like a reticule. Was it reticule? Reticule on here? Yeah, reticule. It almost seems like you have to line up your shots and then wait for someone to step through. Yeah. But yeah, Jacob put a lot of work in. I wish he was on. So he could yeah, I, I didn't know you could do this with Game Maker. Yeah. Like the 3D effects. I knew you could do 3D, but I thought it was like very simplistic, like uh, Minecraft or something. But th- he, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. I mean, it still feels like it. It, it feels like you know, Wolfenstein 3D. So it might be. I wonder if it's kind of a. Um, I don't know how to explain exactly. Like, kind of, you're taking um, flat sprites and just. Um, yeah. Like, transforming them. Are you thinking about billboarding? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because obviously some of these guys obviously look like they're flat cubes. Uh, but billboarding for anyone out there listening, uh, it's basically when you take a flat 2D sprite or 2D plane and you kind of just like clamp it so that sprite is always facing the camera. So it kind of gives the appearance of 3Dness. I mean, without billboarding, things just kind of look they look really flat. But um, with billboarding, when it's always looking at the camera, then it does look like Wolfenstein, where yeah, they move around and you don't see the flatness or anything. And I've done that in Unity before with my uh, Mutant Veggie Arena game, and it's kind of easy to do in Unity. 
Um, you just go into the update method and you get the transform of the thing to be billboarded uh, and then just use look at and get a reference to the camera and uh, get the transform on the camera so you always just set look at the camera um, but I don't know if you can do that in game maker here hmm so yeah Jacob put a lot of work into this yeah it's got like having that sort of level progression and the different enemies and stuff like that yeah, it's really really been amazing just watching like his skills as a game developer progress over the years because he's been doing this with this uh the Ludum Dory game jam I mean for a long time now and this is his first 3D game um okay so let me show off my game my game is Erwin McSpender's Tax Accountant Extraordinaire and I'm just gonna play a video see if I can pop this out because things get weird when I try to actually so let me mute that maybe a little bit um, so yeah, you play tax account, and this was a idea that I had a long time ago, and just never really implemented it or anything. So I was like, oh, this is a good opportunity to make my tax accountant game. So you walk around, you pick up these uh, uh, dependents right here. So it uses real time. Oh, uh, you you aren't sharing. Oh, I'm not sharing. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. Gl I'm glad you let me know. Um, okay, share. Screen, share, okay, and let's go back here, here, okay, go back here, okay, so, uh, your tax accountant, uh, you try to collect all the income, so you have money laying on the floor, it, it kind of looks like a Smash TV, that's kind of like the feeling that I got with all the money on the floor, but you don't actually have any enemies, to, well, you do have enemies to kill, but you don't get money from killing the enemies, uh, just allows you to survive a little longer. Yeah, so you have three hearts in the lower left-hand corner, and if you get hit three times by the enemies, which are, I call them tax auditors, <laughs> you get audited and the game's over with. Um, so yeah, the concept is that it does like real-time tax um, uh, calculations, uh, so you have your deductions, you have a standard deduction, and I'm using all like real 2017 values. So you can go around, there's little kids in these different rooms, and once you pick up a kid, he'll add to your dependent, which adds to your deductions, which lowers your taxes. So that's how I uh, fit the, th <laughs> I'll go ahead and admit, that's how I fit the theme into this game. Is yeah. that the more money you have, the worse the taxes are. Uh, so pick, picking up the dependents, they kind of serve two functions. They lower your taxable income, and they also help you pick up the money, too. Um, okay, I didn't notice that. I did notice that they, they were following you around, which I thought that was neat. Yeah, that uh, wasn't too hard to do. Um, once they get to you that's when they go into find money mode and then they try to find money to pick up in the current room uh as you can okay. see here uh whenever you implement that following uh you always run the risk of people getting stuck behind walls how did you do that did you use like a nav mesh or did you just have them um 
so basically, uh, I keep track of what room everyone's in. So as long as they're in the room that you are, then they just, uh, there's a function. I use that same look at function in the transform yeah. of the kid. So the kid's going to look at you, then move forward in its Z uh, local space until it reaches uh, your character. Then once it gets within a certain range of you, then it's going to look for money within the same room. Then it's going to go and pick up money. But then I also have a flag on each of the money items. So it says whether or not that money is currently being targeted by one of your kids. And so that way it keeps two kids from going to the same uh, stack of money. Okay. But there are still problems. Like if I walk around the side of the door and they're on the other side of the wall, they're still going to try to go directly to me. They're not smart enough to go through the door. So that's an improvement that could be made to this. Um, yeah, so I have uh, just a standard cash laying around on the floor. Um, I have briefcases full of money. So I had like grandiose ideas for this. I was going to have like different currencies like yen and pounds and things like that. But I ended up just doing dollars. Uh, I do have like a tax rate meter. So you can see as you collect money, uh, once you get to that certain uh, dollar value, you go up to the next tax rate. So that kind of also goes in with the theme the more money you have, the worse it is, the worse your tax rate is, and you get taxed more. Um, and you have paper clips. So this is, <laughs> uh, you, there's a box of paper clips that you can sometimes pick up in a room. I actually did all the modeling in Blender. Um, I took a picture of a little box of paper clips that I have, and I just texture mapped the top and sides of the object. So you can use your paper clips to shoot the evil tax auditors. Uh, so that kind of, I don't know, uh, keeps them from, for, keeps you from continually having to run away from them. Um, yeah. I, it seemed like they, you move just slightly faster than them. Like, yeah, the auditor. Yeah. Yeah. I did that by design. So I think you move five units a second and the auditors move four. And I think the dependents move a little bit slower as well. Um, so yeah, uh, one thing that I really wanted to do with this is do the Zelda style rooms. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, so it's something that I'm probably going to use in my Dream Build play game. I think I've tried to do this before with that Ancient Adventure game and it never did work right, but I think I got it pretty solid in this one. So I instantiate all the rooms to begin with, and then as you go across the boundary of a door, then I set the target location of the camera to the center of the next room. And then I just add, uh, then it just kind of moves at a constant rate to the next room. So it, it has that feeling where it kind of just like locks on each room. So you can focus one room at a time. Um, yeah. Uh, so like Dylan did, I used unity UI for this, but mine's kind of simple. One trick to this was getting the dollar values to pop up uh, as you collected those. So there's there's like a point-to-world um, function within Unity. 
so you can actually transition uh, that the location of that money object in world space to a screen coordinate. And then I can just uh, dynamically create a Unity UI text object and put that in the canvas, and that's how it pops up right there. Um, yeah. So the other change I would like to make to it is like, it's kind of boring. It's just like a 10 by 10 grid of rooms. Uh, and it would be nice if it's more like a maze, maybe have closed doors. So you have to find your way out, but trying to do like a maze creation algorithm within a 48 hour game jam that just wasn't happening. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so that was the three entries that Knoxville Game Design had for Ludum Dare. Um, I'll probably, I'll definitely post those up to the website if anybody wants to go out and play our games. And um, got a little bit of news, and I'll wrap it up. Uh, so yeah, this is an older article by Jeremiah McCoy. I know he's. Oh, I'm not sharing again, am I? <laughs> Share screen. So Jeremiah McCoy, he's here in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Um, And he actually has some game uh, development experience. So I met this guy, it was like a few years ago when I was working with a couple of uh, developers, a couple of uh, Josh Ferguson students. We had a meetup here in Oak Ridge years ago. And we met Jeremiah McCoy, I think at Books a Million, and he told us that uh, uh, he worked on Fallen Earth, which was an MMORPG. Uh, he primarily focuses, I think he's more into the typical like board game, I guess LARPing and things like that. But he had a really good article on the different rules for death, and I definitely think this could be applied uh, to video games as well i mean because you don't want death to be so often that it feels unrealistic uh but you don't want it to be so realistic that you die once and the game's over and you can't ever like (laughs) respawn again so he goes into a lot of detail about uh death and like like i said earlier in tabletop gaming things like that um but yeah it could also be applied to video games so, pretty good article. I recommend checking it out. Um, so, next on the list, this is something that I came across uh, that I've heard people talking about recently, Mixamo. Uh, I'll admit, um, I don't have any experience with this, but uh, it sounds like it's a database of characters and animations. Now, I don't know if you have to pay for these or not, but if you're into 3D modeling or just need an animation for something, um, so many different character animations. So I think you can pull these directly into Unity um, using the human, uh, I forget what they call it, like the human rig that you can assign. But it has like a download button. I'm not registered yet. so I'm going to look into this more to see if like these are just free or if you have, it is hosted by Adobe. So, um, I don't know if you have to have an account with it or if you have to have like a subscription or anything like that, but they have like all these different sliders, like right in the web browser. Um, like here's a guy injured. 
you can speed them up and just all sorts of different parameters that, that you can change for these animations um, so yeah definitely say check that out um, here's a site I didn't know about until a couple of weeks ago. It's called Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. -R. And if you're looking to promote your game, uh, you can hire people. Now, I don't know how, I guess they have like different star ratings for each of these people. Uh, so you can tell if they're reputable or not. Uh, but if you need somebody to do like a video for your game or if you just need somebody to talk about your game or do music or any of those different, they have all sorts of different uh, categories like digital marketing, video marketing. Um, of course, uh, each of these people have different dollar amounts uh, so you can tell how much. And some of these seem like really, I don't know, uh, gimmicky. It's like, oh, get more YouTube followers. But I did see some other people actually hire people from this site saying, hey, this is a great game or do something silly uh, to promote your game. So, uh, And one thing that I'm still working on is the CG programming, writing shaders. So I've been working on my shark food game again, uh, and I wanted to do like a wave underwater type effect. So I'm getting back into writing shaders again. Um, it's pretty interesting. Um, it it kind of looks like C code, and you can attach that C code either to a game object in Unity to change how that object is rendered or shaded, uh, or you can actually attach it to the camera. So that's what I'm working on right now. There's a really good uh, wiki book on wikibooks.org um, for doing uh for starting out writing shaders i think this may like translate into other engines as well i'm not positive about that but um, a lot of good information out out there on that okay so that's all i had stop uh dylan did you have anything else you wanted to show off this month Nope, that was it. Okay, uh, check out DylanWolf.com for all of Dylan's projects. He's Dylan Wolf on Twitter. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm LeviDSmith.com. Gatech, uh, G-A-T-C-H-G-R-A-D on Twitter. Uh, we appreciate everyone out there watching, and uh, we'll be back in a month.